0: Jerry Seinfeld's gotten older. He seemed to get a little more bitter about comedy. Almost like he takes it almost too seriously, like he's lecturing. As you get older, do you find yourself liking younger comedians or not caring or paying attention?
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, I know Seinfeld uh, likes uh, to lecture. It's like,
2: hey, oh, I don't like the way comedy is going nowadays. That's what I was hoping for. I <laughs> do I'm very angry, <laughs> so please sit down and listen to my lecture <laughs> because I'm one of the old men of comedy. <laughs> it's Milton Berle and it's
1: me. <laughs> so that is uh, Gilbert Gottfried on the Kirk Minahan show from last year. It was a great uh, a great uh, um, interview. Gottfried was really into it, which is which is just nice to see cuz a lot of these big names sometimes are not. Yeah. But he really enjoyed it. And Gilbert Gilbert Gottfried just died today at Terrible. 67 years old. Yes. Um he's it- one of
2: those that like as a kid growing up when I grew up, he was just so everywhere that he just seemed like a fixture of everything. Right. Like he's a Yago in a lot like not per- oh. and he has such a distinctive voice and mannerism that that like he just seemed to be everywhere
1: yeah no not no doubt about that and uh, <laughs> lost the uh affleck the duck uh, contract for <laughs> saying something uh in artful or something but uh yeah that's too bad that's too bad that's awful today's yeah. been just a bizarre day it has been starting with the shooting at the subway station in New York City that's a
2: weird one huh
1: ten people shot this guy like fortunately
2: little... nobody life-threatening injuries that's incredible is that it true? is amazing that's what, well his gun jammed really his gun jammed so they recovered a jammed glock and a bunch more ammo at the scene as well as it's it sounds like fireworks from mm-hmm. what they're saying there's also people saying like undetonated whatever right. there, and there's some confusion over what exactly people were saying an explosion happened it sounds like maybe a smoke grenade it's still like in the very early stages of the reporting on this so just you have to like assume like 50 percent of everything that gets thrown out there at least is going to just be thrown out and turn mm-hmm. out to not be true so but they still haven't apprehended the guy that's what's nuts.
1: That is crazy, considering New York has so many cameras, et cetera.
2: So, but none of the cameras in this subway were working. The, um, it's the, fantastic. The, uh, Nicely done. <laughs> that's what the... um. What do they call it in New York? It's not the MTA. That's it's Chicago. the MTA. Is it? Okay. I yeah. thought. What's Chicago's?
1: Uh, the L? I mean, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I have the mom, except... Anyway, the MTA was reporting that... The, None of the cameras in the subway station were working. So they have a bunch of people's phone cameras. The guy was it's a black guy. He was in a hoodie mm-hmm. in a construction vest that I've variously seen reported as an orange construction vest and a green construction vest. And he fled apparently in a U-Haul with Arizona plates that mm. they have not located now. So that's a really weird one. And I'm also not totally clear yet. From what I've seen reported, if the shooting itself took place in one of the trains or on the platform, because there's pictures of people lying on the ground, both in the plane and on the platform. And some of the videos seem to be people streaming out of a subway car Mm -hmm. with smoke streaming out with them and like screaming and upset off the car and then other like it's very confusing i don't fully understand what right. happened police, still at this
1: point uh, chief of police said that people were shot on the train but okay. there were also people shot on the platform so who knows what this guy was up to or maybe they just walked out and then fell down on the platform i don't know but it's you know it's just one of these things it's it's uh about, there's 150 people who video videotaped it uh, with cameras you know etc so it, it just goes to the crime situation happening around the the country right and
2: everybody is now holding their breath to figure out which of their favorite narratives they can package this into
1: well but regardless still it's just high-profile crime in brooklyn and and it's not great so it's just it's and it's part of i'm sorry there is this like malaise it's like a lot of things that didn't used to suck suck now yeah. And like like we all put Gilbert Gottfried up there was one of those things where, and I was much more of a Menor McDonald guy than Gilbert Gottfried, but we, he was one of the non-wusses and now he's gone. Another another, another non-wuss generation, comedians are gone. And um, and this Brooklyn subway thing and the, just all the crime happening everywhere. It's terrible. And then you have the Oak Tree president who's out, out, inexplicably inexplicably i can't say that anymore i used to have that That, that's gone too out for reasons we don't know um talking to people in iowa because they're pulling a corn ethanol subsidy trick (coughs) tax or or regulation uh stunt because the administration has nothing no other rocks to turn over they don't this is an attempt to try to this stuff, which which is not good for small engines, which means that we have to get some fuel for our small engines before the Biden gas comes to kill them. Um, uh, it's going to save not very much money. Um, it, it it's they they just don't have anything. It's more about him doing a, a publicity photo, so trying to give Democrats stuff that they can run on. See what we did. We did the F. Well,
2: and we have been. He a little while ago with the fuel prices (laughs) issue said he was releasing a bunch from the strategic oil reserves, which is not what those are for. Right. We don't have strategic oil reserves to help the president out of a bad spot when his crummy foreign policy and crummy energy policies cause gas to be five dollars a gallon and it's affecting his approval ratings that's not why we have them we have them in case like we're in a war and a country attacks us and we don't have enough to like get the army rolling that's Mm -hmm. like what we have it for it's so irresponsible but obviously this president and this administration suck and they're just doing whatever they want I mean they're sitting here trying to blame this on Putin right now because the the inflation numbers are wildly high the new inflation numbers just came out this Morning. There were the the expectation was an eye popping 8.4% inflation year over year, and the reality managed to beat the expectation all the way to 8.5%. So, the most exciting inflation since what December of 1981 is that what I was reading today? So, that's that's right, December 1981,
1: and it's the same throwaway gaslighting crap, Putin's price hike, Putin's price hike, the Putin price hike. (laughs) uh and they don't which is even more insulting because (coughs) it's just as if we didn't notice that you were (laughs) taking a victory lap in january of 2021 talking about unplugging all of our um carbon-based uh industries
2: you were talking about how great it was that we weren't going to be able to get gas anymore that's what was going on a year ago and a year ago you were telling us the inflation would be transitory. weird how it was absolutely an uncontrollable situation that you had not that the president had absolutely nothing to do with and by the way even if it is putin's price hike then biden is still responsible for it because it's his crap foreign policy am i allowed to say that or do you have to bleep that i don't know but his terrible foreign policy and weakness on the world stage that allowed putin to do what he did so like You're still responsible. If you're the most powerful country in the entire world, then you're still responsible when you leaving a power vacuum causes other bad actors to do bad things. Just like, yes, we know that Biden himself didn't strap on a suicide vest and go to Kabul and blow up a bunch of Marines, but his policy still caused that, you know, Sorry, what happened to the buck stops here with the president, right? Didn't that used to well, be a little bit of a thing?
1: Well, but also, you know, he can do something. What about this? The 2022, um, you know, Emergency Natural Resources Act, where we uh, invest and encourage um, procurement of all energy Oil, fracking, coal—everything right now to alleviate the problem—and go out there and undercut the Russians to their clients, who they're selling their oil to. Oil to mm-hmm. undercut the Russians, hurt the Russian economy, get ourselves uh, new business relationships going with some of these trade relationships going with these people. There's so much that could be done. The thing that makes this administration—it's—it's it's not so much unlike Obama, but like oh, almost chilling is that, no, we're on this course, pedal to the metal, the train is heading towards the the rock wall, and nobody, and they're totally aloof about it. Nobody wants to recalibrate, rethink, rejigger, yeah. anything. Which either means they like this, and this is good, <laughs> or they're in such an so echo like. chamber that they're not hearing anything bad. So he went over to Iowa today to talk about mm-hmm. ethanol, which is a one of the original Ponzi schemes. And uh, say this Now as I his campaigned here and I And made that commitment I don't think anybody heard it But we're back We're back I got that <laughs> You said 18 other words before that I don't have no idea what we were I don't know we're if back. anybody heard and I, uh, My name is Joe, Joe Biden I work for uh, Congressman Naxony
2: There she is what? I learned a long time ago when she says, I have a... I just
1: say yes. I say yes. Right. Ah, we it.
2: <sighs> he's such a disaster. They can't let this go on that much longer. But then Ron Klain is on Twitter today. Did you see this that I sent you? This is what the chief no, of staff of the White Ron House is doing today. Is he's retweeting liberal... Activists on Twitter So he retweeted Somebody named Oliver Willis That I don't even know Who this is But he tweeted Remember when the right Was claiming you couldn't Get a Thanksgiving turkey Under Biden And then everyone did That's what Ron Klein Is tweeting today
1: That ain't good
2: I don't know that That's the message They should be espousing I just I don't know who is Oliver Willis Let's find out But I think it's incredible that Ron Klein is on Twitter retweeting damage control from this guy who's a writer at American Independent and previously at Media Matters. So mm-hmm. there you go. We're retweeting Media Matters people damage control about the president's incredibly bad economy and making fun of people who are saying that things are difficult to afford now. That seems like the right approach to be taking during a massive economic crisis and huge inflation that's going to result in a recession here sooner or later. That's just how this works. I don't know what they expect to happen, but like you can't tweet through the bad economy you can't like sake bomb your way out of people not being able to afford gas and groceries and housing right like I I don't see I was in a context somewhere this week and I don't want to like give details because it's like I don't want to out people's personal lives but like where somebody was like freaking out and having a breakdown because her house is being foreclosed on and she's getting kicked out of her home and like it's it's tragic like people really can't afford stuff people are really struggling and in financial trouble ever since the i mean like they talk about build back better and talk about how the reason prices are up is just because the economy is doing so great and everybody's been getting a rate like it it sucks out there for people there's a real affordability problem right now especially in housing which is not even yet reflected in the yeah. in the uh, price problems in the market the that's only showing rent up like some tiny percent, like 4% or something. I forgot when I was looking at the numbers. But rent is only up like a tiny bit still. And that's because they don't include housing, like house prices in mm-hmm. inflation. It's like the rent equivalent. Like they count for for us, they would count our housing payment as like what we could rent our house for, mm-hmm. right, in the market. So it takes a while for those numbers to like fully shake out because... It, And that's, like, really what people are paying. Like, the housing prices, we're seeing this. We have a whole town where there's been weeks that have gone by and not a house has been on the market. And then the next week, there'll be, like, two houses that are having an open house, and you can't pass on the street because there's cars lining the streets in both directions and the person's getting 10 offers over asking price with no inspection. It's wild. And, like, you know, we're not the only place in the country that's like this. People can't afford to live, you know?
1: Yeah, right, but isn't a recessionary impact supposed to be that these inflated housing values plummet?
2: It depends, but I mean... So I don't
1: even know, because you're nice enough not to tell me what we owe in this house. I'm <laughs> sure it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's not yeah. millions. Um, but, you know, it, it, at some point we could just be upside down, right?
2: I mean, potential. I think it would be with what houses are worth here right now, they'd have to go down... Oh, by the way, did a you lot. see that,
1: uh, that the place down the street, the farm... the, the... River
2: Run. The light show place.
1: No, well, don't... I'm trying not to get you to name it. Oh, w- but sorry. what, is that becoming a thing?
2: What, it's selling.
1: Okay, so that'll become a housing development. Well,
2: I don't know what they're selling it but, as. But, but yeah.
1: so is the nursery, right, the, down the street. Yeah,
2: I told you that. The greenhouses, four houses.
1: Four more. <laughs> right. So this, we moved to a place that is essentially... In a valley with a river on one side and and rolling prairies and some farmland on another side. And it's very quickly becoming a bunch of developments with McMansions.
2: Right. Yeah. And we live actually very close to uh, one of the... People that owned our house in the past sold what was the farm of this house to become a housing development mm-hmm. back in the 90s, back in the uh, previous heyday of housing developments. But yeah, it's happening now all over the place. I mean, just in the time that we've lived here, but I can't even is, tell you how like, many.
1: Like with, the, with this town, which is near Newburyport, Massachusetts, the thing that was this town, its personality, right. was the farm's. And the prairies. And its personality is... We
2: actually have a grange, a working grange uh, in this town, which is like so crazy. Its personality
1: is going away. Yeah. It's like everything's sucking more everywhere. It's crazy to me. It's like living in Brookville, Massachusetts, that's got the prettiest brooks and paving over all the brooks. It's like, Jesus, this is not what was in the brochure five years ago.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: we, we We decided that, okay, we'll live in the farm town... But it still has people riding horses occasionally. Uh, it doesn't have any downtown whatsoever, but that's fine. We've got a bunch of kids, and we'll have a little compound, and and at least it's uh, bucolic here. And more and more construction, construction. I don't even know like where this bitching of mine fits politically, but it's like, everything's sucking more. It goes under that,
2: right? Yeah, everything. Yeah, all the, all the charm and nice things about everything are rapidly being sucked out of everything. I mean, like, I'll give you another one, right? So we on this podcast, um, was this last year? It must have been. We, last year, we were reading a post from the town that we used to live in where it was a mom who was complaining that the schools had Good Friday off. Because that was the only religious holiday in the school calendar. It was part of the teacher's contract and she wanted it renegotiated in the new upcoming teacher's contract so that we could make sure that it wasn't this religious holiday wasn't being given equal billing with, you know, professional development days and indigenous people's day and whatever other things they want to be in the school calendar. You know, so. It's like the opposite movement of the one where they want to add, like, Diwali to certain school calendars if they have, like, a larger Indian population in the schools, right? If This is the group of people who want anything religious removed from the school calendars because it would be unfair for the Christian students to get their day off and not the other students. So it was funny because in the commentary on this post, one of the things one of the people said... Um, was, well, like, why should our schools be closed on Good Friday? The town next door, Wakefield, their schools aren't closed on Good Friday. They don't have it as a day off. If it's a religious holiday for you, you just write your kid a note or, you know, you call in for the holiday if you're a teacher who's religious and that's that just like the Jewish teachers do on the Jewish holidays and the Jewish kids do on the Jewish holidays and like the Muslim kids do on Muslim holidays etc right like because that's what's fair that's what's equity that's what you know if one religious holiday gets this every religious holiday has to be the same right we can't let anyone so I was on Facebook then today in the Facebook group for Wakefield And the Wakefield Public Schools announced last night, which I show as being the Monday before Easter, with Good Friday on the Friday, and they wrote this. Good evening. We apologize for the late notice, but we've made the decision to close Wakefield Public Schools Friday, April 15th, 2022. We've received notice that a number of staff will need to be out of school to reserve to observe the religious day, Good Friday. This decision is made out out of an abundance of caution and a focus on staffing our schools with enough personnel to open and operate safely. The day will be made up at the end of the year as we would make up a snow day. With this day added to the two snow days we had this year, our last day of school for students will now be Friday, June 24th. Hmm. So I did ask around and it seems that Wakefield not having this as a school holiday is a relatively recent phenomenon that it was always a day off until the last few years. And it turns out, apparently, that maybe in conjunction with other uh, staffing shortages in the employment market, perhaps there's a reason why places close on a day when the largest cultural religious group in the region has a major religious holiday like just not like a mean reason to teach Christian kids they're better than Jewish kids or Muslim kids or something but just like a logistics reason of having the building open maybe there was a reason why our forebears thought maybe they would have that as a day off school To avoid, you know, call it something else. Call it Friday before spring break day or something. If it really upsets you that much to see the words Good Friday on the school calendar, if that upsets your equity sensibilities and your your unfairness detector goes off. But like maybe this situation could have been avoided where you're finding out on Monday that school is just not going to be open Friday. Sorry. And and the school has no answers for parents, maybe you could have avoided that situation if you were thinking just from a practical perspective of like what percent of my staff might potentially need this day off, right? It seems incredibly short-sighted to me, but of course the people who are pushing this stuff have absolutely zero interest in the reasons why anything happens the way it happens or the logistics. It's only the appearance of fairness and all this stuff.
1: Yes, because right now people are having a crisis of conscience, and I think it comes with um, uh, with uh, psychological medication, to be honest. Uh, and it mm-hmm. comes with many prescriptions. Uh, but but progressives in towns, many of them who have work, work in town government, are finding new ways to try to absolve themselves from this guilt they feel. So they're doing this crap. Right.
2: And the people are mad now.
1: Well,
2: Not fair at all. That's a religious holiday. This is so wrong. Not fair to students to be forced to make up this day. Can you believe they're mad because the school services are not offering them the school that day because the teachers, enough of the teachers and staff can't be there? Like, sorry, but it falls into the category of me... For me of like you don't have a right To other people's labor right And they have the right to have their religious holidays Off and if the school can't find enough People to teach kids On a major religious holiday for a major Religion then maybe everybody has to Have that day off I didn't know I was sending my kids To Bishop Fenwick says one parent Like, Uh, sorry, it's offensive
1: uh, to you. uh, Dateline West Newbury, as many Americans began a month-long recognition of the history and accomplishments of the country's original inhabitants. Uh. That was November, of course. That's what we do now in November. Local officials were examining the wording of interpretive signs in town that that some feel are racially insensitive. Residents Jordy Vining and Francesca Pomerantz made the case before the select board for why they believe two signs near their Garden Street home are outdated and racially insensitive. Near their their home, so they now things have to be torn down because they think it's racially insensitive. The sign at Indian Hill and Garden Street seemed to celebrate Hananiah Ordway for killing someone, someone, and that has a, at least the shadow of the pernicious old proverb: "The only good Indian is a dead in the Indian." They stated in the letter. Wait a second. <laughs> it seems to celebrate like Hananiah Ordway for killing somebody and has at least the shadow of the pernicious old proverb, the only good Indian is a dead Indian. So they ascribed the only good Indian is a dead Indian to that plaque, which does not say that, but to them, it at least has the shadow of that pernicious old proverb. Because these psychos, these two people, uh, had evoked in their minds... This old proverb, the only good ending is the dead ending. They imprinted it onto a sign that did not say that. And 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 now they're not, offended right, by
2: the imaginary sign right, in their head that's and, 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 not actually. The companion in their town. sign
1: on Turkey Hill Road perpetuates old stereotypes of Native Americans as marauding raiders. So uh, that one, uh, so uh, the second sign, the marauding warriors or raiders sign, reads. Near the site, a child was killed and nine other persons taken in a Native American raid on August 7th, 1695. All were retaken. Well, I think the people perpetuating these these dangerous tropes as marauding raiders... Are the marauding raiders? Yes. Right. Exactly. Old stereotype. Well... Stop taking the kids, okay? The old stereotype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this other one, the, the uh, Ordway worm, um, is uh, near the site the only Native American recorded killed in West Newbury was killed by Hananana or Ordway. <coughs> and it's the story of the Native American, whatever, tried to sneak into the, the town, uh, the garrison house where right. killed him. And this stuff is written down. Okay. But these people so feel so game, damn guilty about it because the whites are bad, the whites are bad, the whites are bad, the whites are bad, and they live down the street from this sign and they feel guilty because they have a nice house in a quiet town that, that has to go. These people are psychotics. These are psychotics.
2: I'll tell you what, town of West Newberry.
1: But, well, hold on. But guess okay. what? I believe the signs are gone now because hmm. they voted in favor of changing the signs. So now so we're going we- to ascribe what we have right now is written history that these plaques were, were uh, sourced from. Mm-hmm. So we're going to ascribe another conjured up history mm-hmm. that's more woke in PC for 2022 to try to offset the real truth. Right. Because everything has to be flattened down now. So if you are one of those people uh, who the marauding raiders took you and the kids, sucks to be you. We're changing that history because that history doesn't feel good because we can't find any Indians around here anymore. And I've moved into my nice house here, and that makes me feel guilty because I'm on several different psychosomatic drugs.
2: (laughs) And isn't it incredible, too, that it's the exact (coughs) same group of people that also doesn't want the little kids going to the high school to be named after in a positive way Native Americans either right <coughs> like
1: no it has to we go. are Can't so over it anymore. now
2: at this point and are so unoffended by the fact that like our ancestors were murdered by Native Americans in this area that we're willing to have our kids bear the name sachems as their sports team like to honor the same groups that were killing us a couple hundred years ago and somehow like we're now supposed to feel so guilty uh, like that we're so- that we were even over the whole thing like I don't thing. even understand if the logic if you're Jordy so Viney and
1: Francesca Prom- Pomerantz who live down the street from these troublesome signs Ugh. and you feel that bad about the history here why don't they give back their houses give back your house and leave the rest of us the f*** alone you psychos right? you suck Everything you do sucks. We'll do that there and because I feel bad for the trans people. Let's have them read to my five-year-old about how special that they makes can be if they wanna, trans- transition. That makes me
2: want to put up signs, uh, the height of our stockade fence, all along the front of our yard on Main <coughs> Street that tell about the history of Native Americans in the area, doesn't it?
1: Well, sure. <clears throat> you know, in this town is... it's it. it we are now... Dealing with a culture and a, um, at least in this state, a government that is now controlled by the dumbest thinkers in the centuries that this country has been alive. We've never been dumber and more spoiled than we are now. So we're going and looking for things to change. I feel like, Do I feel comfortable about that? Because it's not my fault that you guys don't have a God anymore or that you're... Old wooden church now, instead of teaching stuff about uh, <coughs> morals and uh, and guidelines for your life, is more interested in, uh, you know, rainbowing the shit out of the place. It's like, I am so, I'm so absolutely sick of having to, uh, you're, you're on Prozac, you're on all the, what are all the other ones that they take
2: Uh, like Ritalin.
1: Yeah, you're uh, on all your things. Well-butrin. Shouldn't that be enough? Shouldn't yeah. that be enough? Can, can can by Pfizer, can you guys add a strain in there so they'll, they'll leave stuff alone? Okay? If you're on your seven drugs, that's fine. But you shouldn't be making decisions. Okay? That that should be that should quell the fire that way. Don't have to go and look for stuff now. Oh, I know there's other things I need to change. I want to change the problematic history of the country. Problematic history of the country. I don't want a plaque showing. Now she has no problem living on a site where an entire family was terrorized and kidnapped right. by vicious Indians. That's not a problem. No. The sign and the screams of the children and the, the possible murders that were happening, etc., that wasn't a problem. The sign commemorating it, that that makes her uncomfortable. Well, F you. That other family... They paid the price, okay? They get a sign. If you get to by a bunch <laughs> of freaking marauders, then you get a sign. And it doesn't, it shouldn't be that some a hole rolls in in 2022 <coughs> and feels uncomfortable until you get guiped, okay? Then you can make a sign decision. How about that?
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that because with the bridge being <sighs> out, I end up going past the Hannah Dustin statue in, um, Haverhill a lot more, which is, she's a woman, you can look her up, she was kidnapped by Indians and then um, fought back and scalped a bunch of her captors, and there was a statue of her in downtown Haverhill with a tomahawk or whatever she had in her hand to scalp Native Americans with, Uh, and her... Axe or tomahawk or machete or whatever she had has now been removed from her grasp. So every time I pass by the statue, I think about how people like are so, so far removed from the realities of right. life in 17th century America. And they can't right. imagine the choices that people then face and the got, harsh realities.
1: Yes. And remember what happened with her.
2: Uh, what happened?
1: What was her name again? Hannah Dustin. Hannah Dustin was kidnapped along with her infant child. Right. They took the child, held the child by the, his legs, and smacked the child's head against a tree and brained the child to death. Right. Okay? And she's not allowed The marauding to have a raiders did that, okay? That wasn't the white person to death, that was the marauding raider. That was the peaceful Indians who were who uh, were living alongside the deer and they could communicate to you know with nature. <coughs> that was them. She then took revenge as a mother might do on some marauding raiders, but she now has to be looked at uncomfortably by well, yeah. guilt-ridden white people.
2: And we have to, I mean selectively obviously, <coughs> but very selectively we now have to take people who lived in a reality where that was something that happened to people, right? That's far from the only place you see the murder of babies as like a major feature of a lot of ethnic wars, right? Like it's right. in the Bible, it's in the Iliad, it's it's everywhere, right? Like you know, that's something people used to do to each other all the time. And we've now selectively decided that we're going to judge people from the past based on our standards today, which by which that's a horrific thing to do, obviously. Right. And like, how can we celebrate people who do did that? But like, I don't know. We read the Psalms and that's right in there, like a celebration of killing babies that way. So I don't know, like what you want me to tell you. That was a reality of life for yes. people and to, for most of human history. Right. And- in this
1: country... There were marauding raiders who were Indians. It happens to be true. So now what think, do these people, mm-hmm. what do they want the, these marauding raiders to be recast as? What do they choose them to to be thought of?
2: Like peaceful, innocent child victims.
1: Right. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. God, what a stupid time. Nuke us, please, Putin. You're right there. Just nuke us, please. Stop colluding, honey. <laughs> Okay, uh, NORAD, please nuke us. Somebody nuke this entire state in the eastern seaboard. I want it gone. And the west coast, gone.
2: Yeah, but I, I just think it's interesting because I think that nowadays a lot of people want to forget that people ever did things like that to each other. Even though that's, I mean, that's much more common uh, culturally in human history than what we have now this is the exception not the rule and I think that that part of that is to downplay the specialness and uniqueness of this time in which we find ourselves where people are relatively at peace and there's not ethnic killing in that way and you know we're we're living in the the best and safest and most peaceful and warm and loving multicultural culture on the history of planet earth Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to uh to tell kids that that's not true if they can look back at other parts of history which is where i think the desire to erase the history comes from right is this desire to downplay the fact that if you live in 2022 in the united states you have hit the jackpot for the fairest most equal, most wonderful society where people will accept you as you are and give you every possible chance to succeed on the history of planet Earth. There's no better place to live and where the circumstances of your birth will determine your fate in life. Yes, do they still have an impact on your life? Absolutely. We haven't managed to erase the impact of everything in the world possibly on your life and make everybody's circumstances exactly the same. Sorry, still working on it. But to pretend that it, as liberals like to, that this place is some sort of backwards, racist, you know, backwater compared to everywhere else in the world at every other time is just absolute insanity insanity there was some video going around did we watch that the other day or did you use it on a show of the uh guy yelling at ben shapiro I about how gender is like I a colonial me, invention sure. to fight it. yeah this so,
1: dude just the, the,
2: uh, so but there's a belief among people on the left and like i mean they all do this activist class i don't know if they really believe this stuff or like or uh, just the words all mixed together in their brain but remember when like David Hogg whatever uh, said that like gun control was from like queer and non-binary Native Americans and people of color since like before the colon he had like some whole thing that was just insanity like gun control has nothing to do with like non-binary indigenous people or whatever insane thing he came up with but they have this belief that all their intersectionality ideas are like tied together
1: Right. Okay. So here's this little dude uh, yelling at Ben Shapiro. Hold on one second. Hold on. I'm a mathematician and a
0: physicist here, a double major, and I also just won the most prestigious award in the country to pursue research at
1: any institution I want—the National Science Foundation Graduate Research Fellowship. So first of all, already he's a f face for for the, that's how you talk about yourself. Already you're one of the biggest biggest world biggest a holes in in the world.
0: So I think I'm pretty, you know, qualified to say that most of what you're saying is based on like old data. Um, but my question to you I and literally so I said to water, like, realized last month, but right, sure. Um, like for example, gender identity disorder, that's the DSM four, bro. We use the DSM five now for psychologists to be able to talk about. I literally about, cited the DSM five in the speech, and it's called gender dysphoria, which is I the term said, that I use throughout
1: the speech, not gender identity. You sound like a disorder, bozo, bro. And you get no DSM-4. pussy
0: and you can't even make your wife wet, bro. So what's good?
1: So what is exactly the uh, his, what is this mind trickery that this little impish thing is using
2: the, the like make your wife wet thing? That's because from when Ben Shapiro um said that the lyrics to the Cardi B song uh,
1: okay where
2: uh, that uh, if that's happening to you that you need a doctor. So everybody was like ha ha ha. He's never okay. got a woman wet.
1: Okay. I, you know yeah. I think that maybe this the Zennial generation should just try to just sidestep the throw down with verbal barbs game. I don't think that this generation is cut out for it. I just don't. I don't. Because what Ben Shapiro could be saying to him, what they would have said to this guy when I was 30 years old, Mm -hmm. is now borderline illegal. But would be somewhat devastating for his little ears to hear. This little... whatever. So... Number one.
0: Uh, let me just say, the nice thing about having the real question, several small the children real that don't feel is, the necessity if, to have a masculine If my masculinity we're using a Western colonial idea. idea of gender, then why should it apply? If we're using because because the gender binary is a Western colonial is a Western colonialist. Framework of gender. You're you know? right, men and women don't exist in any other culture. No, 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 I'm, no. You're Think right. about Native Americans. Third gender people, I'm not saying that. Third gender people exist in Native American societies, Western African societies, like Southern Native American societies, like Mexico. So in other places that are not white dominated, like the United incorrect. States or Europe. And so, so you're saying, saying white, so non white people. I'm a mathematician and a physicist. You cannot so tell me. The, so I have a question. And also, you're question. not a biologist. So I have a question. I'm as a mathematician I'm not... and a physicist, what in the hell do you know about human biology? And you got well, your law you degree denied. from Harvard. What do you know about biology? You got your law degree. From Harvard. And frankly, you know and frankly, I would ask another question. If your logic is so flawed as a mathematician and a physicist, I would suggest that whichever institution gave you an award re- revoke it immediately.
1: I, I don't know that this approach Having an impy creep, um, you know, try to talk down and use overly gesticulation in his hands and 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 this weird smarm put down bar guttural stuff is working. Uh, I don't I, I maybe maybe that's what people want. But it's he's just a, that's just a vile. Well, little, yeah, but it's just uh, everybody
2: wants like viral moments that they can put out on social media. Just like Jen Saki wants to have her little zinger Saki bombs that go out on social media, and people are like, "Yeah, Jen," and think she's awesome. Like, I, and I think it's you know part of the same like soundbite culture. The John Stewart ization of culture and media and political discussion that's like taken over everything. Don't you think it's like related?
1: Well, I mean,
2: this sort of like,
1: yeah, I Like in
2: in a semi humorous, semi put down, you know, where you're in the know kind of humor. It's the same as like the Colbert stuff and the in the John Stewart stuff. Okay, but like, it's
1: a big, it's a big, it's based on crowd pleasing. Yeah. And so that's fine for a moment, but there are still some people out there who believe in uh, intellectual integrity. Yeah. And so this horse bleep throwing down. Uh, but
2: we're raising entire generations that have never seen anything longer than a TikTok video. So that's like the level of depth of knowledge that they're into, right? And. You know, if you don't stop and think about it very long, maybe it sounds compelling to say, like, Native Americans or West African people had third gender people or whatever. I saw one the other day that was, um, it was about Jewish law because Mm -hmm. Jewish law has like a bunch of ritual requirements for men and women. So they also acknowledge, um, some intersex people in Jewish law and explain, like, what the requirements are for them from the Torah, right? Mm hmm. So based on, you know, because there have always been intersex people and a lot of cultures have recognized them. But the vast, vast, vast majority of trans people are not intersex people. They are people who are very clearly born one sex or the other and want to claim to be the opposite. And I saw this metaphor and I'm going to steal it. From Twitter today um, which because it's it's exactly the right point it's like to say the fact that there's like intertidal areas means there's no such thing as land and ocean and you can't tell the difference between land and ocean and if you want to declare the Mediterranean Sea a continent you just absolutely can and that's totally fine because you can't really tell the difference anyway because there's some areas that are in between. Like, of course, there's some areas that are in between, but a, a landmass and an ocean are still not the same thing. Right. Right. And it's, it, but it, that point that like oh like Native Americans had a word for third gender people that doesn't prove what you think it proves and if anybody stopped to think about it for a minute they would realize that that's the case every culture on the planet has men and women right but the left has this obsession with sort of fitting all their weird little causes under one umbrella all the time and they have to make it seem like everything is like western colonialism or this and that and the other thing which is why they want to reduce history which is complicated they see a sign and it's upsetting to them because they've reduced all of human history and all of human culture and society and every human interaction to their weird little binary view of the world which is i'm good and trump is bad and everything has to fall into either the me category or the trump category
1: and actually the same people who want to get rid of the indian statue would also talk about white european culture of course And say, see, it's the same thing. In other words, the white men are bad. Right. And they've ruined everything and we're mad at them. And that's the way we make up for the fact that we moved to a nice town. And so we're going to be brewing just under the surface in most cases with effing anger. Like that thing was that we just heard. And -hmm. like somebody else who's really angry is pretending they're not. It's pretending actually they're being empathetic and wanting to change signs in town. Because it's inconvenient for them that a bunch of Indians uh, kidnapped a bunch of people and murdered some people in some cases. Right,
2: and I think that it's a this is a mental illness that primarily afflicts affluent people and especially people who have not had to like scrabble very hard for what they have or had a lot of misfortunes misfall them, befall them in life right. because I think that they have a sense, a, probably a true sense that a lot of the good stuff that has come their way in life they did not do much themselves to earn which is probably true. A lot of people don't like a lot of things were born with that are advantages and I think that that's, that's true of a lot of people but I think that people who have been like v- more so sort of buffeted by the winds of fortune a little bit more, have a better understanding that that these random things happen and aren't necessarily a part of a systemic mm-hmm. evil that you have to make up for. That like a lot of things in life are undeserved and you have to take that and turn it into, you know, how am I going to give back from my – from things that I've gotten in my life that I'm very blessed to have. But they don't approach that with a sense of gratitude and a sense of how can I give back to the world around me because... Yeah, but it's not how can I
1: give back.
2: Right, that's what I'm saying. It's how can...
1: All, everybody in the community, sacrifice, and I'll be the decider mm-hmm. on what they lose.
2: Right, because it's not coming from a personal sense of gratitude, no. right? It's not coming from a sense of, they're not saying, like, wow, I am so blessed to live in this amazing house and have this great family and have a Range Rover that, that you know, like, I obviously go to work and do my life, but I, I'm not you know, I didn't necessarily like wake up deserving this and like being a better person than somebody else who doesn't have it. So instead of saying like, wow, I've really been blessed in my life and I need to, you know, find a way to deserve this through my own actions, right? Instead of finding, finding that and finding some sense of like personal determination to, 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 deserve the blessings that they have in the world out of a sense of gratitude, they've turned around and said, wow, it's really unfair that I have this and someone else doesn't. So there must be some evil force holding the other people back from having this. Right, And so I'm not going to give back my house, obviously, but I'm going to rail against it. It must be the sign that's down the street. That must be why I have this house and some Native American person doesn't.
1: Exactly. Well, in 1697, uh, Alice, Hannah Dustin was brought uh, up the Merrimack River uh, by those um, marauding raiders. And you have to cross that river right now. So we must go. I
2: do. I'm going to go cross it and probably drive by the statue right now today. So... Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This has been the Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, at uh, Facebook.com, Slash Burn Barrel Podcast, at Burn Podcast.com. You can find all the spots to listen there. There's, uh, We're also on YouTube, on Rumble, those are our video channels. Um, and you can shoot us an email if you have questions. That's Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com.
0: C'est la vie.